0: Welcome to Modeling Success. I am your host, Ryan Donatelli, and today we are bringing forward Millie Carrillo from Talent Booking Experts. Not only does she have years of experience being booked talent out in the field, also working internal, and is going to break it down on behind the scenes why talent does not get accepted into agencies and what agencies and brands are truly looking for. And Millie is with us here today from Talent Booking Experts. Welcome, Millie. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. We're going to talk a little bit about the staffing criteria in the talent industry. So being talent captain over at Talent Booking Experts, what are you seeing that agencies are looking for in talent today?
1: So first of all, thank you again for having me here. It's an honor, truly. And i um, I would say as talent captain and what I see agencies and ourselves looking for is knowledgeable talent. At least as far as myself, that's one of the key things I look for in anyone. I feel that knowledge is power. And so if the talent has that, that's the number one factor. And then of course, the way they carry themselves throughout. So social media is something we look at a lot now and day that will play a large part. Therefore, we like to monitor all of that and make sure that they portray a nice image. So therefore, they can be something or a model to represent whatever brand we're working with.
0: So you're not necessarily looking at their followers or number of... Have you ever looked at how many followers someone has in an applicant?
1: In all reality, as of now, I have not looked at followers to decide if I will reach out to someone. I have paid attention to that because it will matter as far as if there's a program further up ahead where we may want someone who has a following. However, as of now, I don't make that a, you know, a big decision maker because a lot of people don't have many followers and some do. And the followers may not be real. And so I don't want to focus fully on that. Instead, I'd like to get a general idea of who's following them, who are they following, and that kind of thing.
0: And so you're, you're discussing, in this sense, background checks, right? Before you're, you're vetting your, your talent. You're looking more at how they represent themselves, how they speak, their language, slang, cussing, sticking their tongue out, yeah. flipping off the camera. The- the,
1: what do they reshare, repost? That will make a big, that's, that would impact more if I reach out than if they have 2000 followers.
0: So I, I don't ever look at followers unless we are assigning them to an influencer skilled team, which happens later in the application process with talent booking experts on our end. But my favorite thing to do is to look at their tagged photos because you can monitor all day long what you're posting and sharing, but what your friends are tagging you in and true behavior kind of shines bright on that side. Do you ever look at that?
1: Absolutely. Yes. Um, when I That's one of my favorite parts to do because it's always fun to see what people are doing. So I'll go on their profile, scroll all the way as far as it will let me, and then you can see what people are sharing onto them. And so that will, you know, be hilarious sometimes. And maybe it's things that they didn't want on their page, but it's still going to reflect. And like I said, a lot of times I will, f- this is a little in depth on, I would say recruiting and getting to know my talent, but that's how important it is that there has been times where I click on who tagged them. Because I, if they have that relationship, it's sometimes important to see, is there more of this? Is this person doing something on their page. And sometimes I've found stuff. So that's really important to me.
0: Um, We'll talk a little bit about the background check um, side of things in a second, because I think it can be very, um, you know, we could be a little transparent and say how deep we go. um, But in the application process and what talent and what you're looking for in talent, that initial step of the application process, how are you screening or what is your deciding factors on that?
1: That one is kind of simple to answer. Basically, did they follow instructions? And it's so simple yet very difficult to do for a lot of people. We have very specific instructions that we give out at our agency, as you know. And it being just, we can just focus on what kind of pictures we want. We want no photo cropping no selfies and no mirror pictures. It's very simple. Anything besides that, we will want. And some people will post selfies, photo pics and a cropped image all in one. So that there is an automatic pretty much no, because this wasn't, I was not looking at the picture and saying, you don't look good. Your background doesn't look good. No, it's simply you did not follow what I wrote as an instruction. And that already would tell me you don't read and follow instructions. And that's a big part of getting knowledge. You have to read.
0: Yes. And following direction is part of the is part of the job, right? So the role itself, regardless of talent, skill that you're booking, it could be an aerial artist, a mermaid. It could be anything, but following direction and being able to, I mean, being able to read is good, but the people that actually do it, right? Yes. But what always has shocked me are the people like, When I would submit a photo in their shoes, I would think, what is going to get me the job? What is going to get me this role that I'm applying for? I would not be, I'm impressed on how many seatbelts can possibly make it to our desk. A seatbelt in an image, I, I don't understand. These are photos that agencies would use to represent themselves with casting directors, with, I mean, the things we do behind the scenes to try to bring work to the individuals is heavy. And a photo with a seatbelt that's a selfie with your kid in the back with a pool noodle is not going to get you the job. And so what has always shocked me is that the mentality of the photos that they are submitting, it's not like they're thinking further ahead. They're just kind of saying, okay, I need to give two photos. This is a good photo of me, but it's its not. It's cropped. It's a selfie and it's a car image and it's got a seatbelt in it.
1: Exactly. I was going to say, but it's not a good photo. And what we do, as you know, is sometimes if their resume is amazing and the picture's terrible, we'll go and look at their social media profile and they have much better pictures. So then what that tells you sometimes is that talent, models, performers, whomever is applying, sometimes it's just being lazy. And that is a big problem.
0: Which is another reflection of your work ethic, right?
1: Exactly, because I see you have better pictures. However, you chose to just, you know, click on the first picture you saw without taking into consideration uh, the type of agency you're joining, the requests that we did as far as what kind of picture. If people just did a little more research, they could help themselves out so much. Because that would let them know, oh, maybe I shouldn't send this selfie of me in the car with my son playing. You know, it's, it could just, it it would have been like a minute difference and it would have made that make it or break it where now we don't want you in our agency
0: because. Well, what bums me out is that we are maybe one of the few agencies that take the time to background check. So we have the opportunity to give someone a second chance because we can see Mm -hmm. on their Instagram or their Facebook page or their Google search, that there are better photos and that this is a qualified candidate and they just made a bad move. And so we have the ability to coach them into a better position. However, most agencies would immediately deny you because it was not a photo that they would use to send their team, their clients, their brand, anyone. Right? So yes, following direction is uh, definitely key in every step of this industry, in my opinion. And it does um, reflect your work ethic in a a strong space. So I agree with you on that. And when you are also looking at applicants, are there credentials that you're looking for in an applicant? I mean, you review resumes all day long. Are you looking at their skills on their resume? And is that important?
1: Yes. uh, Yes to all of that. Yes, I look and yes, it's very important. At least I would think so because you can get a lot of information off of the resume. And if they have certain certifications that they fail to mention on. So what I will say is a lot of talent, a lot of models, many of these, you know, people looking for these jobs that we offer, that we have as an agency, they have other qualifications that sometimes they feel wouldn't fit in the job they're applying for. So I do like to look at the resume so that I can see that experience or those certifications or that side job that they had, where now we as an agency can maybe put them as a security guard, where maybe they didn't know we even had that and they have a security license. Maybe they're even armed security. You know, they have all of those things sometimes are in one place and not the other. So I do like to look, I like to make, if I see a job that could have led to some type of experience, I will ask that sometimes because maybe they have an experience that again, they feel wouldn't fit us. However, in our agency, we look for every kind of talent, every kind of performer Whatever people are looking for, we probably and will find something. So therefore, I would I always make sure I know what one of our talents can do everywhere they can go.
0: All the skills. Right. But I think talent booking experts is different in that regard. I mean, I and I'll ask you in a second, but we read resumes. And we ask for a work resume for that purpose. We're not asking for a modeling resume. We don't want six pages of promotions that you've worked. That does nothing for us. I don't need to know that you worked for Bud Light, Budweiser, Bud Select, like Anheuser-Busch brands, AB InBev, all that needs to be stated to sum that up. We don't need the gamut of brands that you have represented. That's not impressive to us. Uh, what is impressive is seeing the work resume, seeing the skill set, seeing your experience so we can match who you are as an individual. Anyone in L.A. in the acting world. Well, I won't say anyone, but I will say a large majority of people in L.A. in the acting world have experience in restaurants and bars. So yes, you might be SAG after on set, um, a personal assistant, whatever production assistant, anything in the film world, um, you could have experience in and that's where you're going. Great. However, you're also a host, a server, a bartender, maybe a mixologist and a break dancer on the side. Right. And so we look at that, but you've been in the BA world for a very long time. You've been book talent for years. How often are you seeing agencies ask for a resume?
1: I will start the answer to that by my personal experience as a brand ambassador. As you know, I did it for several years full-time and now not really more one-offs. However, even up until now, I've maybe had three agencies out of 20 ask for a resume and uh, the ones that i did turn a resume into i didn't get follow-up as to like what was on it so i would say that agencies don't ask for resumes and if they do they don't do much follow-up on it so i don't know if they read the resume or if they just ask for it so that again follow instructions the maybe they just want to see if i sent it but no one ever followed up like oh wow this is your, experience, your professional experience so I do think we catch, not catch people off guard, but I think it's a pleasant surprise when we mention something in regards to their professional experience and try and see them, you know, make them see how they can blend it to where they're at now, because I don't think anyone's used to that. I don't know of many agencies that ask for the resume.
0: Okay, And what is, is it typically a, a work resume or is it a promotions resume that's requested?
1: The ones that I've gotten requested for, it honestly was whichever resume didn't specify. And I will be honest with you, I had my professional resume. And since they didn't specify, I figured they want a BA resume. So I went ahead and looked at my calendar for like the last year and just threw all the brands on there. What we (laughs) don't want. (laughs) I did that. I threw all the brands and I'm like, well, they set a resume. But again, this is where that, you know, and I love the fact that I have those experiences because I, I now know what not to do because I can see how a brand ambassador, a model, a performer, they are that. So therefore it's my job to specify, to help them, to guide them. It's our job, not so much theirs to figure out how our agency works, right? It's our job to tell, to show them. So in this case, I sent that resume with like 100 brands and I got the gig. However, it goes back to like, what did they do? Did they look at the whole thing? Did they just say, oh, she sent it in, book her? I don't know because no follow-up was done to the resume, And it just goes back to do agencies really look at resumes? I don't know from personal experience, no.
0: (laughs) Up until I hit you. Tell me about um, how many agencies you've met someone prior to going to activations.
1: Oh, that's a good question. Out of the 20, (laughs) no
0: names needed.
1: Out of the 20, and just thinking about it, three and wait for it. The reason I'm trying to think why I met with anyone prior to me arriving at the event. And in all honesty, it was for training. It was I met with the like with my team lead and with the rest of the team so that we could all get that one time training like as a whole. And then the event was like two days later and boom.
0: And was that the only occasion that you've been given brand education or required to do some training leading up to events?
1: As far as where they paid attention to what happening, yes.
0: <laughs> that do you want me to clarify that enough, a little? It's enough. I mean, okay. Wow. It's just so crazy how it's not required to have any brand education from an agency to go represent a brand. I mean, obviously, it is crazy talent booking experts. We train, we educate, we quiz, we do videos like internally. We are prepping our team to go out and represent us in the, in the greatest light. Right.
1: So, yes. And I was going to say it's crazy. And it's also kind of sad to me because I went to so many. I, so I pride myself on liking to have knowledge. Right. That's me. So here I am, I read the whole email. The agencies sent out stuff, right? Just a whole thing. I read it, I went through it, did all the things. Two days later, show up to a team that knows nothing, right? Sometimes even my team lead was confused. And I'm like, well, the email said we were all meeting at the corner, not right here. Oh, and now we're going there. And then so on and so on. And at that time, I'm thinking, man, those agents, like these people, like they suck. My team lead sucks. Those are harsh words, but that was my thought process because not only do I not know what to do, my team lead doesn't know what to do. So I'm thinking it's us. Now I can see how, if whoever put this program together would have managed it from the very beginning in a very different way, as far as what is my team going to have? Will they be prepared? They should meet each other before they go out into the event. Does my team lead know who his team is? Or did my team, like, did I make sure that my team lead read the email? I didn't just send the email. Did I call and verify that they read it and we're on the same page? Because one thing is handing out paperwork. Are they going to read it? Will they apply it? We, and it's still our responsibility as the agency behind them to make sure that happens so that when they get to the event, they can execute it properly and not look lost because at the end of the day, that will reflect on us. And then that will reflect on the brand. Yes. And and
0: for brand on budget, they, they have a line item. This is brand ambassadors. They call an agency, they get brand ambassadors. Their line item is checked the activation that box is done. But as far as the preparation or the requirements or what's asked of them or vetting the agency, how do you train your team? how, How often people are asking that they're just, what's your price? What's the rate? Not even asking what's included in that rate. Am I getting what I need? What else do you offer? It's mind blowing how all of the moving parts. And we're going to talk about that next because I think that that's eye opening as well, but there's a lot of moving parts that go into activations and making sure that you're picking the right partners is key. And we, we, pick the right people for our agency. We make sure they're a good fit for us and we're a good fit for them. We want to always flourish our team members to grow them to their fullest potential and support their desires. So meeting every person that works for us, that's why I take the time to do that. I want to know where they're going and how I can support them. And then I let them know my journey and how they can support us in the activations. We need to make sure that they read that they follow direction, that they have follow through, that they show up and then what their performance is expected of them when they do show up because we at talent booking experts hire a higher caliber, right? We have higher expectations than many agencies out there, but in your experience and what you've learned coming on the inside, what are you, talk about the behind the scenes process and what surprised you the most about how much goes into a two hour promotion?
1: Oh, where do we start with that question? Uh, just thinking about it gives me the headache (laughs) so we can start there. (laughs) Uh, a lot goes on, a lot goes on before that three hour event that I used to go and perform and execute and then be out of there. And, you know, that was it. Do my recap and I'm fine. Now I get to see that prior to showing up to that three hour event, someone worked very hard months before To, you know, work out first, start with meetings, getting to know the brand, getting to know the brand partners, working out a plan, then putting it into a contract, working out the contract. Does it work for both of us? Is it? And then we move on to where? And then teams, still finding the right people. (laughs) And then, and then we finally start working, you know, me at least. Then I'm like, okay, what kind of talent do I need for this? program. And again, that's where I love how we work because we're not just going to say this program, that people, this, no, like what people, you know, like who did we hire that was going to fit this new program. So then I start working on that, reach out, make a program, make training. I will learn everything about this brand so that I can, we can make this training for our talent where any question, any concern they may have is being given to them prior to, you know? And then once they're trained, I mean, hopefully um, everyone that gets trained stays on the team. And I say that because I feel that one of the biggest problems with finally getting to execution is having people who can commit. And so a lot of people, We'll go through the onboarding. We'll do the training. This training takes time. We will pride ourselves on that. And then, you know, maybe they won't execute the talent event, but it takes a lot, a lot to just get that one body into that demo time. It took just hours and hours of work to put them there.
0: To get them there, right. Trained, educated, representing everyone properly, creating an experience for people, right? It does, and yep. I don't think a lot of brand ambassadors understand that. I think the immediate reflection of a bad experience of a bad booking is on the agency, never on the brand. The one hundred percent. I just think the agency doesn't have it together. So, yes, we are a little extra in making sure that we have it together, and all of the tools are there for our team to succeed. And we're a bit redundant on that, but I mean, I think it separates us from the competition, right? So
1: Absolutely. what do you
0: feel brands want to see from their activation? Being a BA and having experience in the field, being booked talent, having experience there and being internal at talent booking experts as the talent captain, what would you say is the one thing brands want out of their event activations?
1: I would say customer or uh, consumer experience, memorable moments. And that will lead to generating sales and numbers going up. And when I say numbers, I mean sales numbers, but also social media following. I think now and day brands are really looking for that as well for that um, acceptance of their brand in the social media world. If, you know, if your brand has a million followers, you're succeeding. So I think that those numbers are what they're looking for. However, we can't go out there and say, follow us, follow us, follow us. No, we're going to get the followers by creating that experience for the consumer that will lead to them wanting to follow the brand, wanting to purchase the product there.
0: So I would say the experience. Oh, I agree with you 100%. I have an excellent story that relates to that because we had a model At a NASCAR event, we're representing Jim Beam, and up walks a gentleman in Crown Royal. He's got a Crown Royal hat, Crown Royal shirt, crowns my drink. He did not want to come into the footprint at all. Our girl Jody got this man into the footprint, did a blind taste test, educated him. Four hours later, he walks out of the footprint. He has a Jim Beam hat, a Jim Beam shirt, Beam's my drink, and Jody's my girl. Right? Right? That's great. That's what we're going for. However, year two rolls around. He shows up to the NASCAR race a day early. We're setting up. Where's Jody? He is looking for his time with Jody. He remembers her name. He knows where to find her. And he is looking for this. And he comes to tell us, I can't tell you how many people I have told about my experience. That is creating a true brand ambassador. When you invest the time and education Absolutely. with another individual, create an experience for them. Now you've made them a brand ambassador and this human being has probably sat around the fire in Charlotte, North Carolina, weekend after weekend, telling his buddies, I used to drink Crown. Crown was my drink. Beam's my drink exactly. and just my girl. And he came back every year for four years that we did that activation, looking for Jody to the Jim Beam footprint, telling the story. I mean, that man, that 10 minutes, that four hours, you know, that is what made that brand ambassador. And he is out there now representing Beam all day long.
1: Exactly. 100%. and And that is exactly, that should be exactly our goal at all times.
0: As a brand ambassador, yes. And you just, all you have to do is exude and have a good attitude and be a little theatrical and and care about the role that you are doing at the moment.
1: Exactly. If you are excited, they get excited.
0: Energy is contagious, a 100%. But the, the best part about being book talent, I think, would be the diversity. You get to go be something different, something else, somebody else. You can be exude brand culture and work on two brands in one day. So you get this variety in your work schedule that most people don't have the opportunity to have. And at talent booking experts, we go extreme. You could be a mermaid in the morning and then you could be an aerial artist at night. And during the day you were a Corona girl, you know, so (laughs) you get to be all these different people and there's not the, the redundant mundane, you know, scope of work that could be at, you know, if you were a different position um, or a skilled trade, you know, and a different skilled trade, you're not doing lighting all day long. So I think it's pretty unique and there's opportunity there, but you have to embrace it and you have to want that out of your daily, you know, you have to have the right attitude, mindset. It's all about mindset.
1: And and if I may add um, to that, because I agree with you, we have so many different things that we could book someone for or help them find something. And I really like to mention, and I think I've mentioned it before, how people with a professional job, right? Or a professional career, I've noticed a lot of them feel, well, that's my career. I can't do anything you know, else, It's it's impossible. And I feel like the brand ambassador world or this promoter life, this new thing that has come about that now allows people to do it full-time, I think it's so wonderful for people who have a professional career because they can now two days out of the week, go and be what you said, something completely different. You know, they can go from that nine to five that they have and they love and it provides, maybe they have health insurance benefits, who knows? However, one or two times out of the week, they can go and experience such a different environment and meet different people and just get to know the world a little more outside of their career while making money. And also this can lead to something else for them. And I am excited to think about, even think about that because I I mean, even you, we've interviewed people who do this as a side thing, and they're like very honorable professionals or teachers. We have a few teachers. So these teachers, you know, every day they're with kids, they're giving them knowledge. They're just being respectable adults and they're being a role model to children. Then on the weekend, they get to be a role model in a whole different way, you know, in a whole different setting.
0: Yeah, exactly. I hired um, just this past week, she's a Disney princess on the weekends and it brings her joy. She goes to kids' birthday parties and dresses like a Disney princess who... There's not a four-year-old on the planet that doesn't have a, a love for someone in Disney.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> I, you see things like that. We love things like that. This girl does what she likes. Kids enjoy it, and she makes money from it. And you know, and she can do this while still doing whatever it is she does full time or on the side. And that's what I love about what we do: that
0: we connect the brands to people and people to
1: different life experiences overall. Well, I
0: think we also treat consumers like people. There's a disconnect a little bit there too. Brand wants to just, you know, think about consumers, consumers, but we got to we got to think about the consumers as people and treat them that way, right? What do you think discredits the work ethic and talent through the application process when it's a hard no?
1: In all honesty, a hard no would be lack of communication. Because if we talk today and we're supposed to talk tomorrow and you don't answer and I call you the next day and you don't answer, and what can I expect while we're actually working? And once we have responsibilities together, if right now we're only meeting and you're not showing up. So I would say follow through is extremely important from the very beginning.
0: I don't know that uh, talent realizes that their work ethic is reflected in everything they do from the beginning of the application process all the way to a booking. And a lot could be a disqualification before you even go out and represent us, at least on our side. So with that being said, what is your advice to talent on how they can best prepare for their activations?
1: Well, my best advice is, as you've heard me say before, we'll start with read instructions and follow them, of course. And I like to focus on read the instructions because if you read the instructions, it's almost automatic that you will follow or know what to do. The problem is in reading your, you know, information. So please read the email, read the full email. When I send it in, I can automatically tell when a person read my greeting and just replied off of the top of their head. And when someone read a full email and attached what I requested or, and it's funny when I get a question and I answered it more towards the bottom of the email, because then I say, well, in the previous email, in a very polite way, however, this tells you that People don't even read a full email. So number one tip, please read your full emails from top to bottom. If there's an attachment, open up the attachment. We didn't attach it for fun, as my boss would say. It's on there because we want you to open it up and see what's in there. And then two, follow through. And if you have those two things, you would will most likely succeed. Read and follow through with what you read. So if there was a request for something, follow through and do it. And if there are issues, communication is key. I love when I get an email with a question, if I haven't already answered it (laughs) many times, because that just at least tells me that this person is taking enough responsibility, enough time, enough pride in their work where they're willing to ask me something and not just do whatever they think is right. So I would say communication is key. Ask questions, read your material and follow through.
0: And I would like to throw in as a talent booking expert, I will say 25 years doing this brand education, know your event details, know where you're parking when you look at maps to find out where you're going, because you should obviously be doing the math of how you need to be there early. On, and on time being 15 minutes early. But if you're working a concert or a festival, it's going to take you time. There's going to be traffic. If you look up at 10 o'clock at night on maps, how long it'll take you to get there, that's telling you right now. That's not telling you at five o'clock tomorrow when everyone's going to the concert and there's five o'clock traffic. It's not calculating that time frame for you. Knowing where to park, knowing if there's a tram to get to that location from the employee parking, if that's where you know, you're know you being put, to get to the activation, to get to the meeting point, this is a whole other ballgame. So not only do you need to know your parking details, you need to know your event edu- brand education, your uniform needs, the travel time to the venue, recap expectations before you try to start the recap, because if you haven't seen what's expected of you in advance, you may not get the proper material during the event that's needed, right? Then you have product locations. If there's product involved, you have point of sale that you might need to find, um, any giveaways that you have. Are we sampling? What are we doing on site? So you have an awareness of what to do, what to bring, backup materials, just being prepared in advance before you get there. Once you get there, all you should have to do is shine bright. All you should have to do is have a good attitude and go out and have a good time.
1: And I love how you pointed out all of that because exactly to the T. And then that just brings us back to read your material. Everything you just said is things that talent will and should receive before the event So if they opened up their attachments, if they looked at their profile, if they read the uniform needs, if they read the event details, if they read the address, they'll be able... A great brand ambassador is someone who plans ahead. So if they read everything, they'll then see, oh, that's at this place. Let me... And then, you know, it goes to everything you said. So it goes hand in hand. If they read everything, then this portion that you said detailing everything should come you know, with it. So I agree. Plan ahead, do everything you said, and that should be d- getting done by reading your material.
0: Well, and the, I think the best brand ambassadors are the ones that show up educated, A, have questions. When brand ambassadors have questions, hey, I read this or Cardi B said that. And they want to know, does Cardi B truly own this brand? What is her involvement with Whip Shots? They want to know questions so they have it together and represent accordingly. I think that that is a quality brand ambassador. I also feel that a quality brand ambassador shows up with a great attitude or they're playing the role of that brand. They're exuding the brand. So if you're working on Jameson and you show up and you're an Irishman, this is hilarious, right? You are exuding the brand culture. If you're working on a retro brand and you show up and you are feeling the vibe of the retro pinup girl, that is a good Sailor Jerry, right? We've seen the matching of brand to brand awareness or the to brand ambassador. People that show up and say, I don't drink, I don't know. You don't have to drink to have the role. If you had the education and you had the theatrical side of things, no one would ever know that you don't drink.
1: Exactly. You don't even have, you will be able to fool everyone into thinking you drink if you exude the brand. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And it's not, it's not a requirement to represent alcohol. You know, everyone has their reasons for not drinking. Some people are allergic. Some people don't care for it. Some people tried that and weren't very good at it. Like there's all these things that can roll into that, but I just, I feel the best brand ambassadors are educated. They have a great attitude and they did their homework before they got there. So I agree with you on 100%. all 100%. Well, before we wrap up, tell us real quick, what is Talent Booking Experts up to and what's ahead for you?
1: Well, Talent Booking Experts is up to a whole lot. Uh, we have our current program running, of course, uh, nationwide. And we just launched a new program. I don't know if I'm able to say brand, so I'm just saying programs. Um, we have the new program that also just launched and all 2023 will be about exciting collaborations between us and other brands. And lastly, this podcast is also something that I am extremely excited about because I feel that so much talent, so many models, so many promoters, people in general will get so much help. Whether you're in this industry or not, these podcasts will help you see different views of things, and then you're going to be able to go and not be close-minded as to what you're thinking or what the CEO is thinking. We're going to have a little bit of everything where you can see the different points and where they're coming from and why they're doing things. And so being a BA, I like that because I have a large network of brand ambassador colleagues, if you will, and they are just blind to the way it all works behind the scenes. And I'm just so excited to be able to point a podcast to them where I can say, watch this episode. You'll see it doesn't work that way. (laughs) So that's one exciting thing for me about the
0: whole thing in general. It is going to be interesting to bring some things to the spotlight. I will agree with that. Okay, well, talent booking experts historically has been 80% alcohol, 15% tour and residency, um, also working on other products and brands, but mainly working on full programs, right? So um, 2023, rumor has it that you are working on creative concept and build out to improve those VIP experiences out on tour. Um, With CCMS and TBE working heavily in the alcohol space, consulting brands on their go-to-market strategy is something I've always worked on within the talent booking experts realm. And we have new distribution, building brand awareness is what we do. 2023 being all about expansion and collaboration. What talents are you looking for in staffing right now? What are you hiring on at TBE to support these roles, these tours, you know, all of the alcohol brands that you're working on, what type of talent are you looking for? What skill sets?
1: I and we are looking for all the talent, bikini models, print models, SAG-AFTRA, We are looking for background actors, my dancers, all genres. If you know how to dance and you pride yourself on the way you dance and you can make someone feel something, that's a talent that someone will want to book you for. And we will find the someone who needs that talent. And we are looking for bikini models, hostesses, uh, security aerial acrobatists, you have a talent, you come to us, we will help find someone who again, wants that talent portrayed somewhere. And that's what I think is great that we're looking for all talent. And it's just, you are a brand ambassador. And I'm sure you have a talent. So all brand ambassadors as well, promoters as well. And then once they're here, we will see if maybe there's a talent that they haven't even discovered. And we can put that to work. So all talent.
0: And where can they find you, Millie? Where can
1: they apply? www.talentbookingexperts.com.
0: All right. And where can we find you on social media?
1: You can find me at Millie Carrillo on Facebook or Carrillo Millie on Instagram.
0: All righty. Thank you, Millie, so much. I appreciate you joining us today. And thank you for all your insight. And we will see you on the other side. Thank you for joining us at the Table of Modeling Success. I am your host, Ryan Donatelli, and you can find me on all social channels, mainly Instagram, LinkedIn, and RyanDonatelli.com. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe, and meet us here every week where we will be discussing the actual happenings that no one wants to openly talk about in the talent and entertainment industry.